This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome along to the show. Um, whilst obviously we can't, you know, we are we are what we are called what we are, and of course it is a very very much football chant. Um, I decided not to play the normal intro uh, tonight out of respect, and those that were watching myself and um, uh, Brad last night, we started the show before the announcement and it was only i think like an hour and a half into the show when it was obvious what had gone on um 
and we ended the show straight away. But life still goes on, but it goes on respectfully. So as uh, as I've put in, in the chat, that uh, we will talk about many things. Uh, it's not a subject we're going to be avoiding, uh, but I would just basically ask you, obviously, um, due to recent events, please keep all the questions and comments respectful. Uh, I don't want to sort of have to sort of throw anybody out, block anybody, etc. But uh, I just ask you to observe that. Rico is in. Good evening. God save the king. Indeed. Um, and it feels very weird saying that. I've got to be honest with you. I, along with, oh, looking at my age with most of the, the people in this group, um, only have ever known one monarch. So it, it seemed, it does seem very strange, but we wish him all the best. Uh, Manny is in. Hello, Manny. Welcome along. I saw you earlier in Brad's chat. Um, I hope you are well, sir. Good evening. Thank you for doing this. May God save God and manage your soul and give strength to King Charles and the family and the countries and the people she loved. Of course. And let's be honest with you, she was our queen, but she was also the queen of many, many Commonwealth states. And we shouldn't forget that uh, either. Um, so tonight it is the question show, question time. Um I'm going to be joined, I think, by Brad in a minute, but he, he kind of—he looks like he's disappeared a little bit, so I'm not sure whether he's gone or not. Let, let's let's try and and bring him in. Brad, are you there? Earth, Earth, calling Brad. I <laughs> I don't. I think he has uh, disappeared. He said, "Be right back." Well, let's bring in our special guest. What can I say about him that that isn't libelous? Um, some some call him the lost dingle. Some say he's the only ginger in the village. All we know is he's called the Dan. Welcome back, sir. Championship Dan is back in the building. <laughs> Welcome along. Oh, what's this Premier League content all about? It's, it's this is new to me. I've never I've never been around this parts for a while. Well, you wouldn't have been, mate. You <laughs> wouldn't have been. Um, I have to say, I have had. Well, <laughs> we've had a, when I say so many, I can't, I can't say so many. Um, to be asking where you'd gone, and it wasn't. It wasn't in fairness. I've got to be honest with you. It wasn't. Well, we didn't have any, but I just thought, you know, let's bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a jingle. Um, it's horrible, uh, says Hi Fields. Feel like we're in lockdown again, freaking me out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is the way I was born. It's I wasn't in a house fire. It's I know, I understand it. It's just my face. It's a radio face. I get it. I apologise. Brad, I mean... You're sporting the. I was in the shave last night. Halfway through, just before our show last night, Brad. Halfway through, my, my shaver went out on me. So I'd actually, if you did, I was hoping you didn't notice. I don't know that you did that. Half my face sort of <laughs> shaved, and half of it wasn't. So no, um, I did not notice that. No, good. I got away with it. I got away with it. Um, welcome back, sir. Yeah, thanks for that. Literally, I, as you said, we're ready to go. And just as I, you were coming to the end of that, my bladder went, oi, guess what? 
So I just had to do a quick dash while you uh, spoke to Thin Air. <laughs> there you was. I was running up the stairs. I was like, oh, God. I tell you no. what, you could, you could go on Britain's Got Talent. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Brad and his talking bladder. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> Talk to the audience. Hello, audience. <laughs> Matty says it, it's gone downhill already, hasn't it? So much for keeping an air of decorum. Uh, Manny says hello again, Brad. Hi, Matty. I, I hope you subbed to Brad's channel and I hope you also subbed to mine if you joined as well. And also, Dan, his list, his details are below. If you do get a bit bored with Premier League football and maybe <laughs> midweek night, got nothing better to do. Um, his details are in the chat below as well. Turf Morehouse TV. Um, you missed my great introduction to Dan as well, then. I did. I certainly did. I think we should do it again, Dan. What do you think? Why not? Why not? Why not? Let's do it again, just for Brad. And our special guest this evening, some say he's the lost dingle. Others say he's the only ginger in the village. It is, or we know him as the Dan. <laughs> oh shit! Are we doing it again? Can we do yeah. it again? <laughs> no, thanks for having me back, Chris. I really do appreciate it. I googled, I googled insults about Burnley. <laughs> so bloody many. <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down to just one narrative, isn't it? It is. Well, those are the two I started with. I thought, oh, I'm going to see if there's any ones better. I would have been here all night, you know. Um, <laughs> Manny, um, just, I've just rejoined after watching King Charles's address. Very excellent, excellent speech he did. Still seems weird, though. It's still just, you know, it's, it's strange. Um, so anyway, tonight's show, because obviously there's, there's no games this weekend, uh, probably not next weekend because of the actual funeral itself. And then the weekend after, it's obviously the international break. So Some might... of us have a Tuesday game, Chris. Not in the Premier League, eh, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us get the luxury, mate. Of, uh... Oh, we're not in Europe now, either, so we don't have a midweek distraction. No, well, to be fair, it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. We've got a trip to Preston, so we've got a nice little derby on a Tuesday night. Well, if it goes ahead, if it goes ahead. That but is that, true. That is true. Like I say, this is the question time show. So, guys, the, the way in the chat, way this works, if you're new to the chat, is we don't have an agenda. We don't have a topic. It's basically we're here to answer your questions uh, about football. Mainly, obviously, a lot of the time it's about Leicester because... It's a Leicester channel, uh, but our, our normal presenter on this, uh, Dave, he didn't feel he was up to doing a show tonight. So respect to him for making that decision. And obviously, uh, Dan was good enough to stand in. But you ask the questions and then we discuss them and, and not necessarily give an answer. And if we do, it's probably not the one you want to hear. <laughs> let's, let's start this off. Uh, I'm going to come to you first, uh, Brad, simply because you're on the left now as I look at you. Um Games this weekend, I mean, they have all been cancelled. Um, I kind of expected tonight to be cancelled, and obviously Burnley would do to play tonight Norwich. But, but uh, Brad, do you think that this should be cancelled? 
it's a catch twenty two, isn't it? Because you're not nobody's going to realistically agree with it. It feels like the right thing to do, but then you remember all the the footballing moments she was in attendance for. You know, she she was there to hand the boys the cup in '66. You know, and I, I I do see that side of it. I do, I do see what a lot of these footballers, and not just footballers, pros of other sports as well, are saying that they should be. She'd want almost saying she'd want us to continue playing it. Mm. You know, we're 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 a nation of roll your sleeves up, get on with it, sort of thing. And I think she's always been like that herself. You know, she rolled her sleeves up all the time and. I can see definitely the argument for it, but it just feels like it's like a natural thing you do, don't you, when it's something like this, something this um, dramatic. It's not, because it's not like losing a celebrity, is it? We've just we've literally lost the queen of this country and and, and she's been the queen of this country for 70 years. So it, it almost feels like it's 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 a given that, 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 that for this weekend, uh, you know, because of the timing of it as well, that... Um, that maybe the sports and 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 all the sports, not just football, every sport shouldn't be. Oh yes, yes. In the country, anyway, in this country, anyway, at least. Football yeah. channel. I mean, Dan, ten days of mourning um, has been announced, um, and I'm not a morning person, so I don't know how I'm going to cope. But I mean, do you feel we should be playing this weekend? It is. I can see the I can see the for and against, um, and I'm speaking posh when I say against because usually I just go against in <laughs> old Burma language. But yeah, I can see the for and I can see the for and against in the situation. Um, to be to be honest, you know she has been quite an advocate for sport, as Brad said. She, you know, we, we've seen the cricket. The cricket got curtailed, but then apparently got put back on. Um, so, regarding the Premier League, the EFL, throughout the football pyramid, I do think that, you know, they've, they've obviously been told it, it, it's down to them as an organisation whether what they want to do. Um, so, if, that's, if that is the case, then I can't fault them for calling it off because this is something that we've not, you know, we've never gone through. Mm. In our lifetime, we've never had to see this change of a monarch. Um, so, you know, I was speaking to I was been speaking to friends tonight that if it it sounds wrong to put it this way, but you know, as a thirty one year old, if if we last lo as long as the Queen, there's a potential we could see four monarchs since then. We're yeah. not going to see a reigning monarch that's going to last as long as this one. Um, so, I understand I think... the reason. I do understand the reasoning for it. But I also understand the reasoning against it, especially when we've had COVID and we've had all the situation with, you know, people's mental capacity, you know, how they, how sometimes football can be a release. It's their get out. Um, so I see the for and against, but I do believe firmly that this weekend, at least, bare minimum, I understand. Hmm. Uh, the surprising thing I caught out of that was actually that you've got friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Man Manny says here the only reason the cricket is continuing is because it's already started. And I suppose the games last night, the European games last night, you could not 
when you've got a stadium full of fans, I mean, it was what? What time was it here? About seven, half six, yeah. seven. Half, so seven. Half, half seven, eight o'clock abroad, if you like, because of the difference. So yeah. you could, at that point, say to the stadium of fans, and be honest with you, only half that stadium would be English fans, um, that it, it's cancelled. So I get, I don't know why the cricket's continuing. I've got to be honest with you, because it's a five-day event, so you just stop it if you stop it at the end of the day. Um, you can restart it. My worry is, and I'm not having a go here at any particular clubs, but you'll probably guess who I'm going to be talking about, and it's only because of recent events. So if we have a minute, if the game was to go ahead, it would go ahead with a minute silence. And again, uh, Brad, I'll come to you with this one first. Some clubs would not observe that silence. There are clubs out there that are saying we're not even part of England. And I particularly don't want to see that on my screen, on my, my computer, whatever. I know it's a free country, but come on, whether you're a monarch, whether you're a royalist or not, like you've said, 70 years, 96 years old. And I honestly think that would have happened. The pro problem is, you know, you're going to get that either way. It doesn't matter if you're postponing it for one week, two weeks. Match of days is going to be back on our screens. Footballers are, are going to be back out on that pitch, whether it's next weekend or whatever. Eventually, they're going to have it, and every club will decide for the right of maybe the right of doing things outweighing you know the people's opinion because it's not universally in these areas that it's all like that but i get what you're saying without saying it and then it's up to it's up to the companies that, that put these these shows on do do you just do a pan of the grounds of all the grounds in silence uh showing that they've got the memoriam up for it and and, and not risk the sound because without saying a club i think we all know who we're talking about you know they're, they're going to have volatile people that turn up and are going to with these actions, it can't be helped um, in this circumstance but for, for, for everything that's gone on and how they feel uh, detached from, from the United Kingdom. So it's all about how it's done because then they're going to do it whether you like it or not, uh, whether you think it's right or, or wrong, looking at it from other aspects and, and, and that. Um, you, you know, even if the games went ahead or didn't, it doesn't matter. The next game, the next game they're going to do it. Every club will put, in the United Kingdom will put a picture up and if they don't they'll get blanked out back to the day they'll get blanked out the news reports they'll get blanked out you know maybe the bbc will make a big hoo-ha and try and burn the torch of it but i can't i don't you don't know until it happens mate no but i think i mean let's be honest with you and box has just said here welcome along box welcome along chris welsh as well get to your comment in a second uh the people who would have been disrespectful in the minute silence would be the first to complain if someone did dis disrespected their minute silence let's call it out for what it is dan liverpool man city liverpool showed disrespect to they or man city showed disrespect to liverpool when there was a minute silence for the 96. Yeah. And, then, and then Liverpool went and disrespected a minute silence for it was something royal, I believe, and uh, on God Save the Queen or whatever um, they were whistling. So, um, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> we don't like you doing that, but but we're a nation of whingers now, aren't we? You know, um, and maybe at those grounds, maybe you should have a minute's applause. Yeah, 
I mean, we only have to look at West Ham's game last night. I think, and I put it, I put it out on a tweet that, you know, West Ham do get a lot of bad press because mm. of you know the fact that they're a London club, you know, the, the West Ham Millwall stuff and things like that. But ever since they've made that move from Upton Park to the Olympic Stadium, they've sort of mellowed as a club. Okay, I understand the tennis balls on the pitch, the situation with Golden Sullivan and stuff like that. But what they did last night, whether it was a minute's applause, whether it was a minute's silence, they sang the national anthem. Mm. They they clapped as they sang it. Do that. Do that the one week, maybe the weekend prior to the funeral. Do it the next two weeks. No, the next two weekends, whatever the situation. But after that, that's it. And that's all it needs to be. There doesn't need to be any drama. We could, you know, th- this this is something that's new to everybody. This isn't a situation that's a case of, oh, such and such a person's dad, we need to represent them. You know, like like, like a club's biggest fan or a former a former player. This yeah. is the queen. This is the this is somebody who has represented our country for longer than any of us have even been on this planet. You know, you know, she she she's she's been in for seventy years of service plus, and she is she is just she at least deserves the credibility, no matter what, you know, no matter what race, no matter what the situation, she deserves to at least be supported because, um, and whether that's with curtailing football or whether that's with this, you know. A minute's applause, a minute's silence. However your club sees fit, it's the least this person deserves. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I was saying applause because it would drown out the idiots. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. We do have a, we do have a minute's applause for a football fan from another club, that, you know, a football player. Yeah. Even fans, let's be honest with you, we have applause for fans these days, um, you know, uh, when, when they pass on. Um, and I say, if you can't keep quiet for a minute, for God's sake, you know what's uh, what's the world coming to? I mean, Chris Welsh here says F one is continuing because it's in a different country as well. You see, I get that. Yeah, I, get yeah. I don't expect if India were playing Pakistan at cricket, and I know India and Pakistan are both in the Commonwealth, but I wouldn't expect that necessarily to stop. Certainly yeah, not no. if it was Switzerland versus um, I don't know Austria. In, in a football game, why why should that? I get that. Um, so yeah, I, I understand F one going ahead. The, the British ride drivers, it's up to them, really. You know, it's there. They would make that decision. Um, I mean, uh, I feel Fox says here, country's already in its up to his eyes in debt. The next test day will cost billions. It will cost the funeral, I guess, but. I mean, we've got 10 days of mourning. And, you know, people, I'm not being really awful, I think, how it feels, but you said, oh, it's another lockdown. Well, it isn't. You know, no. shops aren't shutting. Flags will be flown at half-mast. Government They've even said it. as well, Chris, they've even said it's not going to be a bank holiday. What it's going to be is a national day of mourning. And it's up to employers whether they want to tell their employees you can take the day off. You can watch the funeral. You can do this. You can do that. I think that's the right way of approaching it. Instead of going, right, everybody off, that's it, the world must stand still. 
if because there is a lot of people that aren't royal. You know, I, I'll hold my hands up. I'm not a royalist, but it did feel like losing a grandparent. Yeah. You know, this is this is somebody who, to be honest, if they hadn't have snuffed it, I wouldn't have given a second thought to that. I'd have been talking football. Not thought. Not the, the thought of the Queen would not have gone through my memory. Yeah. But this is a monarch that has been in a, a, as long reign, done a lot for the for the not even just the country of England, but for the Commonwealth, the the, the world. Is it? And it, it, there's going to be a period of a period of change. And as I say, I'm glad that it's not a case of bank holiday. It's a case of it's up to you. Mm. It's up to you. If you if you want to support it, support it. If you don't, it's totally your choice. Brad, I think anyway, it's a weekend, isn't it? The funeral. Be I, a I, I, I assume so. If dates are correct on, on how long it is, but that—that's in regards of, of, of the matter. I do agree with Dan. It shouldn't be made um, a holiday because there's some people that strongly, and I—I'm I, sorry to say it, but we can't avoid. We can't sit here and say this and, and not look at the other side. But you know, like you said about Liverpool, there is parts of the UK and people in the UK yeah. that do not care. You know, with the, and with the greatest respect, you know, they're not coming out, you know, not being awful, but these people that are going, the great respect, um, I don't care about the Royals. Meh, it's sad, but you know what I mean? They're not as, you know, as involved as some people are in terms of it. And, and, and we're I, in, we're in a free country, you know, we're not. Exactly. They are right. constitutionally heads of yeah. the country, so, but they're yeah. not voted yeah. in. So you don't have to. Like no, exactly. And I, and I think as employees uh, and employers, it should just be a case of a standard meeting or email, however you want to do it. You know, you don't have to do it by carry business because it's a Queen's dead. You can still do it in a modern way. You know, you can still send an email, have a teammate and say, look, we normally work, if you work on a Saturday or whatever it what day it is, I understand some of you might not care and want to come into work, the door will be open, but if you don't, and, you know, if you want to see the funeral... And... Businesses could even say, take the day off, you can make up the hours at a later date. Yeah. yeah so that um... way, no one's losing pay. Everybody, Everybody's still, yeah. you know, as, as it is. And there's no drama to it. Mm. Uh, Andrew, I'm just going to say... Um, sorry, guys, I'm just going on to my other... Um... I'm just removing your comment as a first warning. Um, I just say at the top, be respectful, and the fact that you're talking what you said, I just, I just don't like that. I don't like it. I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, it, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. The two things aren't connected. I'm sorry. Um, now Scott says here, look at boxing for example. The boxers have so much they have to do before a fight, and yet they've rescheduled fights in respect totally. And let, but obviously, again, with boxing. You know, how often um, are fights cancelled at the last minute because of injuries? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and Bra Brighton have cancelled the game against Crystal Palace anyway. Uh, I think it was this weekend because of the train strike. What a farce. <laughs> what know. an absolute farce. It's 40 yeah. minutes away. I'm not being funny, but when Burnley play Blackburn, yes, OK, that was probably about half an hour away in, in a car on the motorway, dependent on traffic. So, to be honest with you, I, I, I think, if it, especially when it's when it's a rivalry, because it's a rival match, 
why can't the away team, like Palace, go, you know what? When you buy a ticket or those who have bought tickets, come down to the club shop. We will, we will, you know, we will sort you out with free travel to the away to to the game, and we will put on coaches for the away side. Okay, it's a bit different now because obviously the whole the whole of football is curtailed. But at the time, cutting a game due to rail strikes. I mean, come on, come on. There were rail strikes where Burnley had to travel to Watford on a Tuesday night. Nobody batting an eyelid then. I'm sorry, I know it's the championship and I know people probably don't give a shit, but when it comes to it, you're having to travel from Lancashire to London when when you know when travel is as fast as it is, you're 40 minutes away. You're 40 minutes away against your biggest rivals. Put some coaches on. Put coaches on and get the play uh, and get them there. And that was pr- but that argument is prior to obviously what's happened. Oh yes, yes. And and let 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 well that takes us right on. Let's move on to that point then. Um because it is not just one topic this show. As soon as you've brought that up uh, up Dan. I mean, Brad, your thoughts on it. I mean, I kind of get it because Brighton and London, because of the situation they're in, it is a commuter run. Most people that live in Brighton and work in London use the train and so you know you they, they maybe they can't all get in cars they all haven't got cars whatever you like to go on a, a match and, and drink um drink beer maybe a a, a, a t- you know i don't know how far brighton looked into this to be honest with you um but maybe they could have just yeah put on a load of coaches charge the fans because we're going to pay for the train anyway but there's a coach company out there thinking I could have made a, I could have made a fortune here. Yeah, but um, with the great respect, it's not a, it's not a club's, you know, it's not a club's prerogative to suddenly put on something for to, to dip into their own pocket and and, and immediately. No, no, I'm not saying they could have contacted a local coach company. I'm not saying pay for it. Brad, to answer to answer that question, when Burnley play Blackburn, they expect when you buy your ticket, you have to pay an extra six pound. Or that's what it were last time we played e- each other at Ewood Park. We had to play. We had to pay an extra six pound, and that was your coach travel to the game. Now, people of Burnley fans that live in Blackburn had to travel to Burnley to get on one of the battle buses, as we called them to then obviously head to the game. So if it's meant to be as big of a, a bit as big as a rivalry as it is, and and I'm talking pre the situation that's occurred in, in, in the Royal Family, yeah, then surely a club like Palace who have got got the money, because Bur- you know, we all know Burnley don't have a pot to piss in and barely spend anything. You know, in debt and stuff now. Can I just Palace. say, it's not me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> but Palace and Brighton, Shirley, again, Shirley have the money to cover the cost of, if, if people pay £6 a head and fill a coach, that's got to be more than enough for a 40-minute journey. I'm just having a look when that game is, actually. Um... I mean, to answer your question, Dan... That's all well and great that that you know the insides and outs of Burnley, but neither of us know the insides and outs of how Brighton do it or how Crystal Palace do it. And 
the thing is, you're never obligated to it. Yes, it seems like it's the yeah. sporting thing to do, and maybe it comes with a little bit of expectation, but also it's an immediate action. I think of the safety of people traveling. You know, it's a 40 minute journey, so there may have still been a coach already booked, but it costs it costs to get that in, and the cost is high. And whether they could afford it or not isn't the point. That club is not going to see that money again. And and, and and with the way of the world and the way football's run these days, unfortunately, if a supporter's going to turn around and say, why should we give you any extra money? Because they, they would ask for it in some form or another. You might think they do it for free out of the goodness there are. That's very rare these days. And I'm not saying they wouldn't, but let's talk, let's talk as if they were Glazers for a second. They'd probably charge you a fiver. And say so they'll give you a Christmas bonus at the end. So, yeah, it's a refund. Would you, you, would you as a fan, rather pay five pounds, six pounds to get on a coach to travel forty minutes to a to a game that's a derby than than spend than apparently spend fifteen, sixteen quid on a return train ticket that's that obviously they can't use because the trains are on track. So, if anything, one, you're saving money. Yeah. Two, okay, yeah, it's going to leave the club out of pocket by what? A couple of grand? That, that is why, a pretense right, to, to a club. I'm going to come in there. Why are we expecting either club to pay for it? Exactly. That's what why I'm saying. Yeah, I get why that. I get that. And I, I think it's stupid, and I know disrespect to Burnley, that Burnley fans have to travel to Burnley to get on the coach. I think, it, I think it's a police matter more than anything because of how yeah, big the rivalry can be. Yeah. yeah. When it is a rivalry. I don't. I don't know about um, Palace. Right, I mean there is a there is a lot of rivalry there. It was actually supposed to be on the seventeenth, which is a week on Saturday. Now there's a so there's a, there's a train strike. I get it. Like I say, I I used to go to London regularly. Well, I say regularly, two or three times I went when I was going on Talk Sport at night. It cost me a tenner there and back on the bus. It was fifty sixty quid plus if I went on the train. Yeah. Okay, it was a bit quicker, but it was fifty odd quid more expensive. Um, so people, I'm sure, and like I say, some local bus company around Crystal Palace surely have got to be thinking like, well, they may not have been approached. But I'm just going to have a look, just out of interest. So next Saturday, which is the seventeenth, but um, they would get subsidised travel Newcastle due to the fact that Bournemouth. Sorry, Dan. Newcastle yeah, no, Bournemouth. How the fuck are the Newcastle fans going to get to Bournemouth? This is a train strike. I, I'm actually sat here. I'll, t- I'll tell you something, Chris. I'm sat here. At, I've bought a ticket for the Preston game on Tuesday. Now, obviously, there's a real strike on. Getting there is fine. Getting there, I'll be able to get there in enough time on the train. But there is no trains on a Tuesday night on the way back. So I'm thinking, shit, it's pointless me going there and then going, oh, how do I get back? So I'm at a point now, I'm at a crossroads, literally. I mean, my wallet's upstairs, but the ticket's in there. I'm thinking, shit, how do I get from A to B and B back to A? And and to be fair, that's a rivalry in itself, Burnley-Preston. Yes, okay. It's been a friendly over the recent years because we've been in the Prem for so long. But now it is what it is. We're back fighting amongst each other in the same league. And on a Tuesday night, I'm now thinking, I've actually contemplated, I've said to Kate tonight, I said it earlier, I said, I don't even know whether I'll be able to make it on Tuesday. And she said, if she's even said, I'll I'll take you there and back. But it's the fact that we've got kids and 
and stuff like that. And I said, well, I wouldn't want you driving. Mm. I wouldn't want you doing that. Staying up till 10 o'clock at night, having to pick me up after a football match that starts at eight. You know, it's the kids that suffer. I wouldn't want that. Mm. So, you know, I've got to now try and find means and ways. And I've even said to her tonight, I'm contemplating selling my ticket because I can't get to and from. Yeah. I mean, Brad, do you, do you think that fans could find another way? I mean, like I say, Newcastle, Bournemouth, if they called that off, I kind of get it. But again, you know, there's got to be a, a coach company in Newcastle that could say, oh, you know, we'll put we'll put a, a coach on us. You know, I, I mean, I, first of all, first of all, I failed geography because it never interested me. So I barely know me. I barely know me up to me down. It's a long way. Let's just say yeah. Newcastle is a long way. I, I gathered that with where I know that Newcastle's <laughs> yeah. where, where they are, but you know, I was just like, I'm guessing it's quite a bit different. See, the problem is it's also circumstantial, right? Because Brighton and, and Palace, like I said, is 40 minutes away. So probably the majority of people would have been literally going by car or by train and wouldn't have been an away travel coach like most things. The train strike doesn't affect a Bournemouth-Newcastle games with the greatest respect because the home fans, most of them are in a local area. Bournemouth, in comparison to others, is a small, smallest, smaller place. And Newcastle fans would, 80% of them, will be on their way travel coaches. So they'll be on the road anyway. What the complication of a tube strike dogs for a local derby is there ain't going to be no away travel. There ain't going to be three or four coaches ready to pick up 80% of the away fans to take them to the ground. Mm. If there is, I'd be very surprised. You might get one or a post that's like a 30-seat or something. Um, but you're going to be depending on the roads and the cars. And if you take one of their methods out, roads and cars, same thing, Brad, they're roads, you know, the cars, I meant the trains and, and the cars. If you take one of the big ways, and it's going to be pretty split on which method of transport they take for that game because it is a short journey you're suddenly then forgetting that if they all have to go on the road everybody's leaving work everybody's getting home the roads are going to be chocker they're going to have an extra couple of thousand on the road because they've got to get there yes i know not everybody's going to be able to get there because their train might be the only way they might not drive like you like dan saying well don't drive but i'm not asking my missus because we've got kids to pick me up at half 10 11 o'clock it's not safe I don't want to walk it. Sod doing that for a game of toy soldiers at a game. Even if it kicks off half 12, you won't want to walk all the way back because it's longer than 40 minutes. I, I don't fancy setting off Monday morning to go up to Preston. I'll tell you exactly. that now. So, when you, in terms of. It's like of the a Jarrow walk again, isn't it? But twice as well. <laughs> exactly. But that's, what, that's why I'd say it's not actually as big a surprise as people maybe think. I don't think it's a rivalry. I'm sure that might have something to do with it in terms of the policing as well. But. You only you restricting pretty much to one form of transport to get to a game because because of the distance. Whereas born with Newcastle, with such a big difference, like I said, eighty percent of that away fan is going by the travel would be the replacement. And yeah. I think that's I think that's why ultimately they decided on it because of the biggest impact it will have on the fans getting. Indeed, indeed, we've got we say we're off to the. Uh, I could get into politics. Now, <laughs> 
I could get into politics, couldn't I? Because I make it sound like I know what I'm talking about sometimes. No, because you, you answer questions, you know. Well, actually, yes, you could, because you don't answer the original question. Yeah, <laughs> I work the way I'm back to it. <laughs> anyway, the next question will be coming up straight after. It's the Big Bad Football Quiz with Lesser Delight Die TV. So you think you know your football? Well, let's see. Dan back for his dancing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't got any football games coming up for a couple of weeks, I'm guessing, so we're going to have a few quizzes in there. Uh, next Wednesday, join us for the inaugural Pick and Mix. Um, we've got Reese joining us, um, who recently got knocked out by Rob, believe it or not, in the, uh, in the home and away, and we'll have plenty of home and aways as well. Uh, Brad's well, he's got, Brad's going to be careful. He's not charged with bullying because he's up against a 15-year-old. And exactly the same with Dan. I'd be interested to see if two 15-year-olds get through. But that's the home run away. <laughs> On this one, we can't say this anymore. We can't take the piss out of Ted Lasso anymore. Uh, or Lasso? Lasso? Ted Lasso, is it? We Lasso. can't do it anymore, Brad, because we've got a USA coach coaching us now. Scott asked this a while ago, so I apologise for the lateness of finally getting your question in here, Scott. Um, I will come to you first, Brad, because Dan may not actually know anything about this one. Um, but what does he says? What do we think of our new ta- uh, tactic coach? Uh, is USA and Danish title winner? Yeah. Um... Lars Nunsdon. Yeah, I, I I know Lars Dunstan very well. Yeah, me and him go way back. <laughs> you I may have heard the story of being a Leicester fan. That's all I was thinking. Now, yeah, I, I mean, finally, I mean, I, God, I mean, that must. I bet he made spelling errors. That's what was wrong with his visa. It weren't. It weren't that they were like. There's no way this is your last name, and he had to prove it. And then he, you know, but at least we got someone in. Hopefully, he can fix the immediate problem. He's, um, you know. You know, you know, you know, silver linings, I mm. guess. You want to tongue in cheek it a little bit and try and make everybody smile. Silver lining for Leicester fans is this coach is gonna have a couple of weeks to, to sort it out at least. Um he's got a job on his hands. <laughs> I hope he's getting paid more than Brendan if he can sort it out. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um it's good. Finally we've got a coach that might actually know what they're doing. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, 21 of the 59 Premier League goals City conceded came from dead ball situations last season. Um, have you got a set-piece coach at Burnley, Dan? Yeah, we have. We have. Um, I think he's from Belgium. Uh, don't ask me to pronounce his name because I couldn't tell you. So what's his um, name? <laughs> <laughs> it's an op, I think. 
Oh, yeah, he's half Korean, it? it's Bukin Itano. That's who you've got. That's <laughs> <laughs> Korean Belgium. Yeah. There you go. But, but to be fair, I, I, I do admire what, what, you know, Leicester are trying to do. You need, you need, you've needed something. I, I, for me personally, and I, I think a lot of Leicester fans will think the same. Colo Turi, as good as he was a defender, a set piece coach or a defensive coach. Nah, nah. We've seen it for too, it, for too long now at Leicester. We've seen it for too long that what's changed. If anything, the defence. The set piece side of things, it's gone backwards. It's gone backwards. Um, this guy's going to come in. Hopefully, tactically, it will work. But he's got to work alongside other coaches. And if their mother coaches, their mother coaches need to work with him as a main tactic coach and say, "Listen, yeah, that will work well with this tactic. That will, you know, do well." And I'm not just playing, you know. As much as it sounds like I'm playing the the shit at Colo Torre's doorstep, mm. the, you know the, there is going to be a lot on that backroom staff. You know, I mean, we can we can all say manager for a, for a start, but um, there's got to be something that needs that needs to change. And it, if it takes a tactic coach to come in and ship up or shit, you know, shape up or shit out situation. If it works, brilliant. But you know, I think I think there needs to be more than just implementing one person and hoping that there's success off the back of it. Yeah, I mean, Brad. And yes, we did, Scott. I, I just said USA uh, and Danish. It says here, and then I'm quoting obviously from the esteemed journal that is um, the Leicester Mercury. Uh, the Dane is highly rated in the field, but then again, you could say so is the Scarecrow. <laughs> and, we'll double, and we'll double up with these juices. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I might love that, that one. But that one, <laughs> that one, let me just have a look. I can't I can't give myself a whack, whack, whack. Uh, I'll give myself a... Go <laughs> <laughs> on. No, I mean, you're so grateful taking, and taking compliments, aren't you? Yeah, by the way, so the Dane is highly rated in the field and will double up his duties as a set-piece coach for the USA national team. So he's not he's not all us. Um, having been appointed to that role earlier in the summer in preparation for the World Cup in Qatar this winter, previously he was head coach of Denmark's national youth teams where he was formerly assistant manager at Midtjylland. Where he won the Danish title, he won the Danish title in 2018. So he's a bit like a bit of a Graham Potter, wins things oh. in Scandinavia. Uh, the club's success was built on a strong set piece game, with 25 of their 80 goals coming from dead balls. Um, Rogers said of his appointment, he currently works for the USA national team. He worked before with the international team. So basically, he said what the, the Leicester Mercury have, have just typed out. But he, came, he did come highly um, recommended um, with a German coach. Let's face it, Brad can't get any worse, can it? No, it can't. It certainly can't come any worse in terms of how the, um, the defence is doing at the moment. 
and again, I, I, I hate to try and come out and, and, and seem like easy defence, but you have to take everything into consideration that Rogers and Colo are to blame because the teacher only teaches what he's told to teach. And I know that was a lot, and, and I'd like to see you try and say that after a couple of beers. Um, <laughs> but um, it is. He's only, he's only teaching them what the way Brendan wants them to defend and wants them to... You know, we saw it last year with the zonal marking, and once he scrapped that magically, our form turned around. It's amazing what you do when you change up your ideas. But, you know, he also takes the blame because he's not maybe inspiring Brendan or coming up with ideas to help Brendan out and give him a reason to trust him more. Um, he needs the help. Slight correction, though, on, on something that Dan said. Um, it does look bad because of how many goals we've conceded this season. It's probably already worse than last season at this point. But they haven't actually come that many from set pieces. I think, barring the McAllister free kick against us, maybe a Jamie Vardy own goal, that one was maybe off off, off a corner. Yeah. But I don't actually yeah. think we've conceded from a corner yet this season. Someone will no doubt correct me, but the only one that's springing to mind in these first six games is the Brighton free kick in, in, in the recent in the recent defeat. So something like has improved, but it seems like we can't get that balance. And hopefully this guy can can bring his go team go. I mean, his American um, know-how and bring it to this. You know, give me a D, give me an E, give me a you know, I, I, I would be. I would prefer it if he'd been defensive coach for the Germans or something like that. <laughs> it, it, it can't get any worse. Um, uh, I mean, David's asking what you were saying. How much does Tory have control for? At the end of the day, it all comes down from Rogers. It's the, it's the Christmas yeah. thing effect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug, you've got a very good question there. We will come back to that uh, in a second. I feel as I love that comment of the comment of the uh, comment of the of the day here. That's why Wurzel Gummidge has been mentioned today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't call you that. I said Dingle. <laughs> no, I, I called somebody else that, Chris. If you remember our conversation. Ah, you did indeed. You did indeed. <laughs> yes, yeah, but well. Question for Dan here, actually. Um, oh. Welcome, says uh, uh, David. No, what thank are your you. Thoughts on how Burnley and Vincent Company are doing this year? Anything you were disappointed with in the team's performance or tactics? I don't even know where you are in the table. Uh, oh, no, okay. to be honest, uh, I think we've dropped to fifth, if I believe. Um, and that's only after recent results. Uh, to be fair, I am very happy. I couldn't give two shiny shots about the result at the moment. It's still very early in the season. So much change has happened at this club. Um, you know, new manager, new philosophy, new tactic, new starting eleven. How you can look at this team and go, how have you gone from dash ball, Brexit FC, to having a multilingual team? Of, a multilingual team... Is that an Irish uh, national airline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got one one Irish player. The rest are English. It's multilingual now. Um, but you know, we've got we've got uh, mo most of our squad are of foreign descent. You know, our our, our keeper is um, a goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. I forgot what he is. I think uh, Arrow Murich from Man City. I forgot what he is. I think I don't know where he's. He's foreign. Let's just say he's foreign. He's foreign. Yeah. We've got Ian Matson at yeah. left back. He's he's Dutch. We've got Samuel Bastian. We've got 
Josh Cullen, he's Irish, fair enough. Still British Isles. But um, we've, you know, we've it, up top, we've we've got Darko Cherlinov. Um, it's hard to think of these players because I'm thinking, shit, who did we sign? We signed, you, you know, we signed 16. Players, yes. we, signed, we signed yeah. 16, 16 new players. All right, that's uh, not what in. You made 16 signings. We got three <laughs> agents. All right. No, no, but to be fair, though, to be fair, though, Brad, we are, we are in a yeah, period of change. Yeah, exactly. We're in a, pe- a massive period of change. And I will be honest and I'll tell you, hand on heart, if if somebody said company or Rooney, I'd have said Rooney because of the fact that he'd already been in English football. Yeah. But company has come in. He's given us a sort of Man City style of play, playing out from the back, possession style football, trying to play on the front foot. Uh, and it's literally everything you would not associate with Burnley. So at the moment, I cannot grumble. I cannot falter. Everything is still brand new. Each player is still trying to you know, work out their teammates' strengths and weaknesses. So once we get it right, it should be uh, it should be good. And I'm looking forward to if we do instantly come up, seeing how we fare in the Premier League. But then yet again, hopefully Leicester are with us because at the moment it's looking yeah, like we may swap. Looking like it might be a swift change. Our, Brad, our new uh, our new Championship favourite team are in seventh place. Um, Blackburn Rovers with George Hurst on loan and because our second favourite championship team Bristol City are fourth with Nigel <laughs> Pearson in charge so you know we've got a good a good reason for those two teams to do well um, I thought Blackburn yeah. had been promoted Blackburn got promoted in August didn't they? <laughs> probably probably but I believe this weekend know that Burnley are bringing out their season highlights just in case yeah. um, I mean I mean, you have got to, you have got to give credit to to Vincent Company because it takes it takes us it takes a really strong-headed manager to turn a Burnley team from I want to say table football, table football to actually moving around on the pitch. You know, a table yeah. football where somehow you'd kick the goalkeeper, and you'd swing all you'd spin all the players around and miss it, and it somehow go in. You yeah. know, that, that's the sort of football Burnley got used to because that's the only way they were scoring. It was like yeah. table football, they never moved. So, yeah, I, you know, fair play to Vincent Company. He's actually woke Burnley fans up uh, playing in the championship. So, I'm glad that it's approved for your viewing, mate, on, on, that, on that case. Um, but, yeah. A question here that is actually <laughs> they sorted itself out in the chat, so I might as well not ask it. But <laughs> as it is the next question up, I will anyway. Um, do you guys think Brendan knows he's on borrowed time? And if this is the case, who do you think the board will look at in replacing him? Could we potentially see Thomas Tuchel at Leicester or not? There was, as, as this was what, what is being said further down the chat, um, in Zagreb the other night, apparently Thomas Tuchel was there and somebody, one of, I don't know, it was top or one of the Leicester uh, owners was there as well. I've only seen that as a tweet, so I generally think that is probably the proverbial poo out of a cow's backside. To be honest with you, I, I would, I would, I would even take that as a, as a with a pinch of salt. I don't, I don't know whether Top was there. I doubt it very much. Why would he be there? Um, but yes, I would take Thomas in a heartbeat, wouldn't you, Brad? Mm. 
I mean, forgetting that, forgetting the money and whether they could afford him, but as yeah, as he, a coach, stroke manager, whatever you want, I would take him. Sixty percent win rate at Chelsea as well, and as much as they are one nil wins, just remember you won the league on one nil wins. So mm. surely you would take that. No, Shirley wouldn't take it. Stop asking Shirley. She's not in the show, Sh- mate. Shirley is damaged goods. She's took enough. <laughs> well, right. no. well, let her go then. <laughs> Unlock your basement. Let her out. I um, can't. I like performing on big stages. <laughs> don't call Kate to stage. <laughs> and don't say it's a big performance for you, Dan. Um... <laughs> But uh, no, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you, you, we, we talk about. First of all, I don't think I, I he's always going to be on borrowed time. Any managers on borrowed time, but whether they get the blessing of the owners or not, they want to back them. They're on some form of borrowed time now. For us fans, it's it's so borrowed. We're actually asking for the late fee for his leaving party. Um, but you know, the owners might say you're on borrowed time if things don't improve in five games time. That's when you'll lose your. We don't know. But in terms of would I take Thomas Tuchel, um, I don't know. I Originally, no, I wouldn't have. But it has come to light. With all, if you think about it now, with how sudden that sacking is, and you hear that certain players only signed because he was the manager and his, his sale pitch of what he was going to drive Chelsea forward to is what they signed up. You know, that's, that's what they signed up for. I mean, one of them was a big snaky, weasley, rat snake. Thing well, from apparently, if you read the papers, he, he only moved there for Thomas. Yeah, exactly. So what a shame. But yeah, well, <laughs> that 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 aside, uh, as long as that's made me feel a little bit. But that aside, it makes you wonder about the other deals. And now they're talking about the whole Lukaku thing was done for his benefit. Why was he done that? Why did you sack him if you? Why did you get him in the first place and then decide to sack him? You know, not sack him, but get rid of Luke. You know get rid of the players that he clearly didn't want and was falling out with, and then sack him anyway. Why did you make all these things for it? If any of that has got any sort of truth to it, I've got more faith in Tuchel being a good manager and, and, and continuing that at Les- if he came to Leicester. I mean, is it realistic and possible? Whether, whether we could so, afford but... him or not is obviously yeah. another, another big yeah. question. But um, I would take him now he... knowing there's more light to it because it sounded like as good as he might come across a coach, the way he does his interviews and some of the things he has said and some of the decisions he's made with plays he's signed and that and how everything's gone on, what emperors are in here, you do look at it with a raised eyebrow. If there's more truth behind it that supports yeah. it's yeah, there. I, I, get, yeah, I, get, I get what you're saying. But you, you know, to me, I like the guy. You know, When we beat them in the World Cup, he made the players stay on the pitch uh, um, because obviously we're not going up to the stand. You know, They didn't have to. They were going to go up. He made them stay on the pitch to acknowledge us going up for the, our medals, and I respected him for that. Um, he's also taken the club through a horrendous time with his ownership where he's probably had to do more than just manage the team. Um, but it is back to the same excuse, you know, as we said with Poch. You know, we know Brendan's not on 10 million a year before anybody comes and tells me he's the best player, you know. He's, he's the most expensive manager we've ever had. He's not on 10 million a year. Um, but if we're asking for Potocino, if we're asking for Tuchel, both of them are going to be on a lot more money than Brendan Rodgers is. They'll also want yeah. 
a bigger pot because they are used to buying big players. They're not used to taking mm. players from the second division in France, like a Corne, for example, and then expecting us to sell them on in a couple of years, which is the le- which is the Leicester way. They are going to want to be in there paying £80 million pounds for a player. But I do wonder, Dan, why why was he allowed to spend all that money of it to be sacked after 100 days of, of the new owners? Yeah, I, I mean, you've you got to go back to what he was saying, you know, that he's had regular contact with the owners, that the owners have been, you know, straight and honest with him from, from the get-go, that, OK, we are going to struggle, we haven't... Basically... To say it as it is, they've told him that they don't have a pot to piss in, and hopefully, he he as a as a, as a manager who is meant to be a master tactician in his role, hopefully will be able to steady the ship, and then in the long in the in the long run, after this period of you know being in the mire or or being back to normality. Because obviously, and I only say that with no, I say that with no disrespect. I say that as obviously Leicester have been, and I think you two will agree that you have been in that fifth position. You've had all these hearts, and it gets to a point where it get it to some of the fan base can be very expected. Mm. Um, but now it's a case of listen, a, a sense of realism needs to be taken in here. And yes, we have the belief in Brendan to potentially turn it around. Whether the players, whether the players actually say, you know what, if if they think, oh no no no, enough's enough with Brendan, similar to the Burnley and Dash situation, then it could it could be one of those. But I, I think, I think with the, the the situation with 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 Top and Brendan is that they they get on, don't they? They they, they are. Allegedly, they, they, they do. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, and and uh, top top, tr- top trust Brendan. Brendan trusts top, and well, if, if, if top was to turn around and say, "Listen, we've got no money. Any chance you can just, I, I, I'm sorry that we haven't got anything to give you. Please, can you just at least consolidate us and and do as well as you can?" At the moment, we don't know that because we've not heard anything from top. All we've heard is Brendan saying. Well, top, no, in fairness, sorry, in fairness, Top has actually has come it? Out and said in the Man United programme um, when we played them, my argument is he should have done it for the Brentford one, which was the first game. And yeah. yes, I know we, 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 can't, we haven't got money because we have got financial fair play to consider and certainly UEFA fair play. UEFA are watching us like a hawk along with Man City, Chelsea, or they'll, they'll get away with it anyway, and West Ham. But yeah. David, you said there... So something I don't like about Touche, miserable looking sod. Well, I don't exactly ever see Brendan smiling or or, or whatever. Uh, some of his antics may motivate the team, but he blames everybody for his mistakes. We've got one of those already, so there'll be no difference there. Um, claimed we were lucky winning the FA Cup. He lost me right there. Now, you see, I've got to be honest with you, David, and this may lead you to unsubscribing, leaving, whatever. I think we were lucky to win the FA Cup. I'm not going to lie. I think if it was, if we didn't have VAR at that game, we would have gone into extra time and we'd made enough changes. We'd got defensive players on. We'd brought Wes Morgan on, not because he was a fantastic player that was going to add anything to the squad, because it was his last game 
and we wanted to let him go out being on the pitch in a Wembley final, which I totally agree with. Do not get me wrong. I totally agree with yeah. that. But VAR loved us that day. I mean, it was literally one of those toenail decisions. And it had to go like that because that's how it had gone all season. So they couldn't then suddenly not do that. But I will say, I have to agree, in a way, yeah, we were looking. If it had been the other way, I would have called Chelsea lucky, you know. So yeah, of course. We've, got, we've got to take our blue-tinted spectacles off sometimes. Um, Scott says here, Brad, do you see Leicester changing formations, etc., with the new coach coming in? Um, and how do you think Face will get on when he gets a chance to play? Um, he'll get on a site better than an Indeedy or Mendy or whoever he wants to chuck at set. Well, I say chuck at, but Phil at centre back, surely he's going to get on better than that. Um, again, silver linings, he'll have more time to embed himself in with the club and his teammates, so that can only yeah. benefit it, um, in a sense. He's going to have some structure, I think. Um, they normally do because they, it, they require the tactical information and then, and, and they will make uh, set-piece defending and set-piece attacking things based on a shape. And they'll go, right, when we're playing, when he'll be like, Brendan, if we play this and, and that, he will shape it. I think he will have a lot to do because Brendan likes to play four and three at the back. I don't know why we say three at the back. It is five at the back. The wing back, so they get back. So it is a back line of five. It's just an attacking five instead of a defensive five. But depending on the shape, he'll have his ways to do it. Him and Brendan will work close. I don't think he'll ever suggest, Brendan, you know what? I I, I, I work on your set pieces, mate, but I think a four, a four, one, two, one, two would be the best way to you know, I don't think he's going to have that influence on it, but it might help Brendan and the team benefit um, how they counter press. You know, a very common word with Leicester and Brendan in his press conferences is he wants to make it counter-pressing. And I think the way you set up from a free kick, and we're not just talking who's in the box, you know, who's marking who. We're talking where players stand in terms to maybe a Dewsbury Hall for a breakout. Are we going to have two people on the halfway line or just one? Uh, what's the plan there? How are we? It, it's a lot of aspects. I think it will help us a lot more in that sense mm. in terms of, in, in, in how we defend and attack them. But in terms of structure and in that side of thing, that's not what he's been brought in for um, to tamper with too much. And a lot Brendan of managers as well, though, Chris. A lot of managers seem to think that it's it's on that... You know, I, I understand it's a, it's a results business. But sometimes I think managers need to have a sense of realism with their interviews. You know, they, they, and, and I only say that because... I've started to see that with Burnley. Okay, under Dash, it was a case of, oh, far margins this, and we, you know, if we'd have got the basics right, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right. And I've been used to that for years. But when we conceded so late against West Brom the other night, company came out and said, you know what? If we'd have won that game, we wouldn't have deserved it because we were poor. We got the basics wrong. We didn't do this right. We looked flustered, and and he said it as it is. And sometimes you want that from a manager. Mm. You want you you want that honesty. Yeah, I, I get I get what you say. I think we get onto Brendan's post match speeches. He, uh, we're back to the blaming everybody but himself. But yeah, Dan, yeah. I, I've got a I've got an announcement. Clean up in aisle five. 
No, I mean, and I don't know what you think about this. Talking about managers coming out and making an announcement, Brendan Rodgers saying to a few players, look, you know, you might want to start looking for new clubs now. It's now come back that we've, you know, apart from Hamza, Casper, and he who shall not be named, we've not, they're the only ones we've got rid of, we've, you know, apart from obviously the youngsters. Um, so the likes of Yannick Vestergaard, Bubarque Samare, Kagla Soyuncu, Iose Perez, and Ryan Bertrand are now all still part of his team. And what he's come out now and said, being the great, you know, can't make up his mind from one minute, you know, used to be indecisive, but now he's not so sure. Brendan Rogers opens the door for Leicester City fringe players to prove him wrong. Now, if I was one of them, I'd be going, up yours, Brendan. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I suppose there's two ways of looking at it. You can look at it as a player or look at it as a, listen, you as a manager have, have, have said you've brought me in here to do a job. You know, when I talk, Rod um, Vestergaard and Bertrand in, in particular, you know, Soyuncu for me was probably one of the most wanted defenders when, when things were going strong with Leicester. It was like, wow, he's still very young. He can still, do, you know, there's so much more to his game than what he's doing. And then a lot changed at Leicester where he signed Vestergaard after conceding nine goals the season prior. And and it, it was almost like, whoa, like, what's going on here? So for them, for them players... It, it, you've got you've got two ways of looking at this. Like, yeah, you brought me in, but you give me false pretenses. Told me that I was going to be a starting eleven player, and then basically benchmark me. So up yours, or you could just go right. As a player, I've got to look at the bigger picture here and think, okay, he's willing to give me a chance, and if I slog my heart out, there's a very good chance that if if we do have success, yeah, brilliant. But my main purpose now is because this manager has given given me false hope and false pretenses that I'm now playing for a move. So it's it's tomato tomato with the situation. Either way, they're either pissed off with Brendan or they're going to play their heart out for the club, knowing that success on a personal level may get them out. Brad, this is what uh, Brendan had to say today about this. When you're open, when you're open to them, as in the players. You, and you can speak openly and tell them what, where it lies for them. That's all you can do. I don't fall out with players. I speak openly. They appreciate the honesty. It's down to their decision or their agent's decision if they can get a club or whatnot. But what they can never do is say they haven't been told. They understand the position. Wow. Yeah. Is that from Mr. Yeah. Coming to my office, A eh? Gucci belt? <laughs> Come on! No, 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 hold on, no, no. We've never been disillusioned in the way some players have been brought in. We knew it as soon as as soon as it was announced. You know, we knew Vestgaard was a third, fourth. Well, he's become a fifth or sixth choice, but we knew he was brought in on the emergency of a rat breaking his leg. Right, he was brought in a mess. There was no arse about it. Samore probably faulted to deceive, but he was told under no no circumstances. It was clear and crystal. He's, and Brendan has made that pretty much since the start of bringing in a player in one of his first interviews about him. He said he wants him to be in a hybrid 
to do the job between Ndidi and Tillemans. Now, he's probably flat forward, flat to disappointing that. But it's easy to come out when we're 20th and say he's doing that, right? But you've already pointed this out, Dan, right? Burnley are sat in, you know, a promotion spot. It's going reasonably well, but he's criticised your players, right? Now, whether rightly or wrongly, because of the performance, and whether rightly or not, he's criticised the effort that was put in because he didn't warrant getting a point, let alone potentially winning it until, you know, they equalise later on. Yeah. Now that's fine and dandy, isn't it, Dan? Because your team's doing well, you're, you're fourth place, and you're not too forced. It's going all right at the moment. But would we would we be looking at this in every different angle and pulling pins with red rope and looking at it and thinking, is it conspiracy? Is he doing it? Would we be making all these assumptions that suddenly Brendan's an awful manager and he hates all the players if Leicester were eight in the table and had beaten two, three of the six opponents? Or, you know, we wouldn't really. We would we, uh, you know, when Samori came in, it was ill young, let him settle, give him all the time. But if Brendan's been honest, honest, we have to look at the fact that Samore and Pratt have come in and gone, you're honest with us, you've been honest with us. I know Pratt's a different story because when he arrived, he was already out on loan. So it's a bit hard for you to, re- to connect with a manager yeah. when you're already tainted at the club. You know, saying that... He's now come out himself. So he's sent him out on loan, wasn't it? Yeah, but no, I don't think I don't. I, I think he was already potentially going out the door with the club. It might have already been a sour relationship and brought in. I don't. I can't remember to ask you. But I, I in fairness, I don't think so. I think he was. It, it, it was. He was always in in the squad. It just. He was just never. Yeah, exactly. So they wanted to get. He, they, he wanted to be playing football, so he was sent out on loan for whatever reason. Brendan turned around after his assessment of the squad and went. You are a fringe player here right now. From what I've seen of you, you're not going to get game time. I'm going to send you out alone. Samora, you've been here a year. He threw a hump. He's French. We, you think we'd learn, but we got him in the set. You know, we've gone pretty much, you know, after success. So we thought maybe the French had turned a corner. He's, he's lost all. He's throwing his toys out the pram. He's not happy. He maybe misinterpreted what he meant that he was going to develop him to a hybrid to play. And we've been impressed with what we've seen because he's come on and gone. All right, then. The clearance has been laid for me this season. I know where I stand. If I go elsewhere and I get first in football, brilliant. But if I'm still here, I'm up for this challenge because you're telling me I'm not out the door, but you're letting me know honestly what my place is in this team. And I want to fight for it. And me and you, Chris, have come out and been impressed with his performances this season. So just because we're 20th, it's easy to make it sound doom and clean. But realistically, he's been honest with these players and I... I can appreciate a bit of honesty because if we were six and seven, we're going good on you, Brendan. These players need to know sometimes when they're playing shit and not doing well. That was awful against Brighton, but we're seventh. He clearly knows what he's doing. Power on. Same with Chris. Uh, you are Chris. Same with Dan with Burnley. But if Burnley were nineteenth, Dan, and he'd have come out and said that, can you honestly say that maybe not yourself, but can you honestly say that the Burnley fans that are happy with it, things right now, they'd be going, oh, he's turning on the players. Look at that. It's his fault. He made substitutions. Yeah, yeah. Not really. It's football in general. It's how it happens. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, don't right. get me wrong. Under Dash, we had that, though. Under oh, Dash, we had that. Oh, sorry, I'm going to move on because Brad oh. kind of took a while to say that answer there. So, we've got some more questions coming up. Um, somebody said here... Um, can we see Brighton 
uh, Scott said it again. Can then, can we see Brighton approaching us for Brendan? It is a link that's already been up. Uh, and I've just seen here that Chelsea have paid Brighton in compensation for Potter and his four um, assistants £215 million in compensation. So I think... Uh, oh, well, let's stick with you with this one, Brad. Um, if they could afford it. Well, yeah, but I, I think that figure's widely exaggerated on that. That is, considering I also... I also heard Graceful talk, and I know Brighton fan. Uh, I know Brighton fans on my Twitter have posted about it. They're they're not happy and laugh about it, but apparently, Potter's gone from a very l low wage, scoff at that because it's thirty six grand a week he's on or whatever it is, uh, to what he's been paying Chelsea. I find it hard to believe if he was only on third, only on thirty six grand a month, and his staff would have been on less than him because he's the manager. 250 sounds like a very wildfire figure they're throwing out. But they could afford it, but that doesn't stop them going. I I think it's very risky, a big gamble, and I kind of agree with I think it's BBC maybe that said it's a someone said it's a gamble for the club and Potter. Nah, that's them. In terms of Brighton, they're having a great start to the season. They've got a very promising squad. It's a, it's a job that any manager would be grateful to, to, to take yeah. over and face the challenge. So Regardless of whether they've got the money or not, regardless of if, if they want him or not, I Brendan, you know, if they want him, bring him in if, they, if that's what they want to do and that's what Brendan wants to do. I would not see it as a job he'd turn his nose at. Because we see ourselves quite equal, don't we, Chris? We've made comparisons with ourselves like the likes of Brentford and, and in terms of transfer, Brighton in terms of how they go about making their club look successful and, and, and beat the odds sort of thing with how they're doing. So it wouldn't surprise me. But I just... Dan, do you think, I mean, at the moment, Brighton are a, a nice prospect to look at, fourth in the Premier League, all right? We know they're probably not going to end the season there, but they've obviously now got some money to spend. They've sold, as well as that money, they've obviously got the money from selling Kukurel or whatever he's called to Chelsea uh, and, and another big uh, exit as well. Um, could it appeal to Brendan? I suppose it could. I mean, it... it... Depends how you look at football. I mean, if you were to look at football as 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 it was some sort of stock market, you know, last se not last season, but a couple of seasons ago, you'd be like, "Wow, shit, Leicester are on the rise." Put your money on that because you'll make a nice return. At the moment, it's almost like the tables have turned, and Leicester and Brighton have swapped positions. You know, Brat Brighton look looked like the most interesting of up and coming clubs to be having hopefully a little, well, hopefully in their sense, a bit of success. So would you blame Rodgers for going? No. It, it, but then yet again, you'd like to think that they'd probably, as they've done before, like they did with, with uh, Potter, they would go with that unknown quantity that's had success at a foreign club and hope that it pays off in the long run. Someone like uh, Kajetil Nutsen at um, Bordeaux Glimt, or something like that. Um, he's been linked with uh, his, his names appeared quite a bit. But let's move 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 on to the point then. That okay, whether he goes or he doesn't go, but he, or if he's sacked or he isn't sacked. I'm going to stick with you for this first of all, Dan, because this was first of all said as a joke on one of my shows. 
by by Ant. And I, and I must admit, I spat my water out all over the, the laptop. Um, he he wants Sean Dyche in, if only for a short time, until the window, to basically kick their asses because he would. Now, I you know my thoughts. I think, I think years ago, I, I would have taken him because he always used to be linked with us. Uh, now, I think he's, for me... I think football's moved on to a different level. Uh, but when I've heard him talk on a couple of things, he actually comes across as knowing knowing his stuff. But I still don't necessarily want him. But would, do you think he'd be a good good manager? He'd be an absolutely fantastic appointment for Leicester. And I'm not just saying that because he's been a former Burnley manager. I'm saying that because, as you said rightly there, every interview he has given afterwards has been that... You know, the chairman, the reason why it, it went so sour at Burnley is because of that. You know, the chairman didn't want to put any more money in because he was looking, looking to sell the club. You know, so there was that window where we only spent 750k, which is literally back pocket change in the Premier League. So when he's coming out with comments like that, saying that, you know, that after 10 years, a bad three months should not make him think, oh, fuck Burnley and everything else. You know, it's the bigger picture. I think you'd be getting a quality manager. You've got to look at people like David Moyes. David Moyes didn't have a pot to piss in at, at, at Everton. Went to West Ham, didn't work out the first time because all the troubles, but second time it's worked out. People might say that his tactics, he tactically has come out and said, he would love to have changed it. But the reason he played that tactic is because of the players he had at his disposal. And he had to utilise the strengths of those players that he had. So if you, if you, whether you play defensive or whether... If you can grind out results like one nils under Sean Dash and finish in a respectful fifth position again, you would accept that hand on heart right now. And it, it, it's only steady growth from there. You've got to look at the fact that Dash has been so underrated. Potter at Brighton has got the Chelsea job. But yet, Sean Dash, without a pot to piss in at Burnley, who achieves European football. Brighton haven't had European football, by the way. Yeah. Burnley well, had European is. football under this manager without a pot to piss in. Potter has had money to spend. Without a he's pot brought, to piss in. Well, yeah, this is what I mean. He's managed yeah, to, no, I get, I get, he signed Adam Lallana from Liverpool. Yeah. Adam Alwana from Liverpool, yeah. his wages are probably about yeah. four signings at Burnley Football Club in itself. Yeah, so I, I, I get that. And I I, I just wonder, though, uh, Brad, and you, you, you were throwing your head back in amazement when I, when I, when I mentioned that name. But even it's the tag. Person... It's the tag that comes along with Sean Dash. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the thing that puts Possibly. people off. Possibly. And I've never been Potter's biggest fan. Um, he may now go on and prove me wrong being at Chelsea and he may go on and win the European Cup because he's got the players that he'll never have at, at Brighton. But where he came from, I think he, he had to prove it, which is why I don't want Steve Cooper yet because he's not won anything. He was lucky to get promoted because of VAR and licking John Ross's bum. But Brad, even if we take him, it would only be a it'd be like a Sam Allardyce. Keep us up, but then when he's kept us up, dump him and get somebody else in to play this, you know, to play the football that we want? Uh, that, that not necessarily, um, because, like, Dan's made a very compelling point and a very compelling argument. I mean, 
for me, the reason I throw my head back is, unfortunately, the stigma that is around dice with long ball Burnley football. But I do want to see a different variation of Sean Dice. Um, he barely had a weekend in Watford before he realised he'd been under his P45 and, and, yeah. and the job at Watford in the same week. So, I mean, look at Eddie Howe. He had to kind of, people were a bit, hmm, hmm, with Eddie Howe. And a lot of people probably still um, think, well, he's got the money, but let's see how well he really does. He's only going to be there in a couple of seasons. Me and you said it, Chris, didn't we? He's only going to be there at Newcastle spending the money for a bit. And then when they realise, yeah, they're doing Man City, they'll get a couple of seasons out and go, thanks for that, I'll piss off. When you know, we need a manager that's going to lure the big name talents to, to well, that's what's going to happen. Let's face it, whether yeah. we like it or not. Um, I just want to see maybe we're the club that has to take the risk. I don't, you don't know, but is is Sean Dice going to suddenly go get rid of the pre pre Madonnas? They're out of the club. You've got he likes to work with youth, he has the trust in it, which is a Western way. Uh, he's not sharp to you know tell these players where they need to improve and chart the responsibility for it as well. So I think he'd get on with, with some of the heads there. It, but in terms of being one-dimensional, you mentioned Sam Allardyce for obvious reasons of being one-dimensional. My fear is that's the big structure of something that isn't the Leicester way. And maybe, only, maybe like, like Dan said, maybe in Sean Dyche's case, apparently, the reason we played that way is because you try and play fancy and look where it gets you. You're playing championship football for it. You, the squad you had... I know it's completely different, but he got you championship football because he dared to do something exciting and not play the boring way that everybody demanded and be careful what you wish for because it inevitably paid a big well, cut. Could you do game. that with us, Brad? Because we've got no disrespect. Well, I was getting there. Because we've got better players. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting to, mate, funny enough. You, you, you read my mind with your preemptive versus it's, it's, it's great, great, great minds, that's what it is. I know. Sorry, well, that's why I take both responsibility in the core of mine, so don't mind. <laughs> I, was more, I was more thinking of the band that was out in the uh, early 70s and 80s. I was thinking more simple minds, but, you know, oh, carry on. Oh, that's what you're here, Dan. But anyway. Um, hey, no, hey. <laughs> you kick him out for that. You can't. Do carry but, on. But, Do but carry on, maybe, Yeah, maybe we are the club that gives the guys that chance to show that he's not just a one-trick pony in terms of what he does on the pitch and what he can do with that. With Leicester, he might come here and go, right, I've got the quality in front of me. You know, to reverse it, you, we, we say, would Pep be able to do with, with Stoke City what he's doing? And Man City, of course he wasn't. He hasn't got the talent. He hasn't got the quality. He hasn't got the depth. He hasn't got the money to produce what he does at Man City. Would Dice be able to do that? There's only one way to find out, maybe. Do Leicester want to wait and see if he does that elsewhere? Maybe they do. But I wouldn't be totally opposed to it, like I always said. Even the curse of the managers, when they stepped out as Leicester manager, they had my backing to do as well as they did. Some of them made me want to scratch my eyes out with what they did to the club. But still, nonetheless, I would still back him to, to show what he can do with better players, with the greatest respect. Now, I'm sure you appreciate that, going what I mean by that, you know, we're having yeah. better players. Yeah. If he can do something, or is he a Sam Allardyce? Yeah. I mean, Dan, I've just, I just, I, I read this, and and I, I'm very much, and, and Dan, uh, Brad, will, Brad will know I'm like this, is that I'm not a Brendan in and I'm not a Brendan out. It depends which week you catch me on. 
depends how the team's played and depends what I've read. Okay. Somebody that knows what they're talking about, you know, and Brad knows a couple of uh, journalists you know, that I, I trust to actually write decent things. But I did read that, and I, and I kind of get it, that Brendan was trying to change the way Leicester play. He is trying to make us more possession-based. Uh, away from the Ranieri way, if you like, which was exciting and it won us, but football's moving on. Football evolves and we can't always play the same way for the same 20 years. Um, it, 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 but basically, it's a simple question. Can Dyche change? You know, he said he wanted, you know, you just said he wanted to change at Burnley. Could he change the way that he thinks? If he's Again, got- it Again, it goes back to my point about David Moyes. Look at how he was at Everton. He had to, he had to set up defensively there and rely on the likes of Joseph Yobo, David Unsworth, Tony Hibbert. Um, these these players that ha- that had to basically Phil Jagielka all do a job. Leighton Baines defensively, Everton were going to get put, you know have players attacking them week in week out. Mm. You know we we saw looking forward the likes of. Okay, Yakubu, just as he's probably peaked towards end of his career, Victor Anichebe uh, uh, and stuff like that. He ha- didn't have a pot to piss in, did David Myers. He's gone to West Ham, where he's had money, and I, I, I firmly believe, given the chance at Manchester United, David Moyes may have got it right there as well. I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I, just, I just believe that sometimes these managers have a stigma about them and they think, oh well, he's been at he's been at Burnley. How many times? And and I'll say it from a player perspective now. How many people went Burnley? Fuck off to the Championship. Do one. We don't want you in the Premier League. You're this and you're that. As soon as we went down, we want Corner. We want Ben Mee. We want Tarkowski. We want McNeil. If they're that shit, why are you coming crawling afterwards? Yeah. These are players yeah. that are all played under the dash way. Ben Mee. Ben Mee has been a. a Brentford fans kiss his arse now. They're like, you know what? What a signing we have got. You mentioned about having Ben Mee. He was on a free. You mentioned it yourself. These these are players that, okay, may have worked under Dash, but they are nurtured footballers. They have mm. they have learned that in a club that has had to do the dirty work, if they go to a club that has to then yeah. basically, oh, you've got a bit more freedom now because you're not going to have to, you're yeah. not going to have to, you know, pick up the pieces. You're not going to yeah. have to sit back and hope that, you know, we can clear the ball. Yeah, I think that he will be a, a very good manager and people are just doubting his ability due to the tag that he's had. Yeah. And it, it, it's yeah. one of them yeah. things, Brendan, Brendan can change all he wants. But I think sometimes, yeah. Yeah. you know, Dash wanted to change let, it at Burnley and it went stale. Yeah. I'll cut in there again because we're moving on and we're running out of time. Uh, Brad, John uh, is asking, do you think the break will be good for Leicester? I think it can be, especially in today's football. These players will maybe, maybe have that. Some of them will. Some of them will be obviously taken in the events. Some of them aren't English and probably not also that bothered. Either way, it's going to help. It, you, you, team building, you can have an exercise, you, you you can give the lads an extra day off training, group activity. You, you, Leicester could probably do something to help with the morale situation. 
maybe I watched too much of Dream Team as a kid and shows like that that used to used to see him going on on that. Um, but yeah, he, he, he surely can only benefit a couple of exercises on the training ground um, and um, working on it. A new set piece coach coming in, he gets more time to work with them. Um, it surely only benefits Leicester. And and just quickly, Dan, just so you know, we were we we're, we're all right to steal Ben Me if we wanted to because he was on loan at us first in the championship. As well as well as your, I know he wasn't your player last season, but an old player of yours, um, Keane, who's Evertonian. Yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. Well, well, we take we take anybody and we just let them go. We don't, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Kane. Yeah, he's no good. Let him go. Well, you know, Feedy will score. That yeah. that was a player that sent me down memory lane when you mentioned him. Going <laughs> to end with this one now. Uh, so a very quick answer, if we can, Dan. Uh, Scott saying, would Dice even want to come to Leicester? Uh, considering the staff we have recently brought in, i.e. a set-piece coach. Would the job, and I know he isn't doing a job, and he's been linked quite heavily with Bournemouth, would he come to, to Leicester? 100%. 100%. Fine. Good. <laughs> Shortest answer we've had all night. Yeah, that's, you, you wanted a short answer, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Um, great. Look, thanks everybody for the show. It's been an hour and a half. It's gone on. I, I was worried that we wouldn't have much to talk about tonight. <laughs> but we, we have. Oh, I remember Dan from talking, so can I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were the two wrong people to get on the same show, weren't you, really? <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, happy... It's happy like Christmas Janet Street everybody. Porter against Janet Street Porter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to be back, don't know when, don't know where. Um, probably on Monday, um, but I've no idea as yet as to what's been going on. A couple of quizzes next week, like I say, are being lined up. Uh, Brad's on on Tuesday, um, up against the, uh, the, the the knee high knuckle duster from Manchester. Um, we've got Reese on on Thursday, and then uh, Danny's with us the following week, um, taking on little Jake. Uh, so thanks everybody Mr. for Hot watching. Chocolate. Yes, thanks everybody for joining in. Dan, just tell everybody where they can find you. Details are below, but just tell everybody where 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 you are. Yeah, I, I, I'm in Burnley. Please help. I want to get out of here. It's a shit all, um, but it's my shit all. Uh, no, <laughs> jokes aside. Um, thank you very much for uh, having me back. It's nice to be involved, whether it's Premier League or what. Um, so thank you first and foremost. And uh, yeah, you can find me at Turf More Else on uh, all social media. So just. Just search away and I'm sure you'll find us. So thank you. Indeed. And um, Brad, you had your own show earlier. Again, details are below in the uh, YouTube description. Where can people find you, though? Uh, you'll find me by searching me, me, me name in, in Facebook. You can find me there if you really want to sort me uh, hardcore style. But apart from me, you can find me on Twitter at Full Time Focus. And obviously the link is in the description as Chris said there. But the channel is a matter of opinion. Um, so, yeah, that's where you'll find me. I'm here, obviously, as well. And probably on occasion, because I feel sorry for him, I'm on Dan's channel. <laughs> this was the problem, you see. My community service ended. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on quickly. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. Stay safe, and uh, we'll speak soon. No worries. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. Cheers. So, like I said, I don't know when we'll be back. 
subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and if you have please smash the likes and we will uh, be more more than happy uh, but also the two guys that you've just been on as well please do uh, give them your support because uh, believe you me Dan will always wear it we'll be back whenever I don't know thanks a lot RIP Madge and we will um, talk soon take care good night god bless The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.